Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All right, open up your Bibles if you would. We're going to go in the next few minutes to 1 Peter chapter 5. The title of the message today is, What If? What If? You know, uh, uh, this week I spent untold hours seeking a word from God for you. I have done my due diligence this week. I diligently prayed. I faithfully read the Bible. I sought godly counsel. I listened to sermons. I, I, I read a newly published book that a friend of mine wrote who I considered him to be a prophet uh, to the nations. And, and uh, you know, uh, I connected with pastors. I listened to personal needs this week of several individuals and families under my pastoral care. And then yesterday I secluded myself once again as I normally do on Saturdays for another 10 plus hours in hopes that God would give me a word for you today. That's how important. This was a fairly normal week for me in pursuit of, of, of hoping that I can accomplish my God-given responsibility. I want to give you a word from the Holy Spirit. That's my desire. I'm already too old to be messing around with God stuff. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to wake up in heaven realizing that God wasn't happy with me or that I somehow didn't do what he called me to do, that I somehow strayed from that. And so my responsibility is to deliver a Holy Spirit-anointed, life-changing, life-challenging word from God to his children you who are here on campus those of you that are online and those who will be watching this in some format for decades to come and uh, should the lord tarry uh, I, I i i don't say this to boast like the apostle paul said in second corinthians the 12th chapter but but rather i say this so that you will know so that you will have confidence so hopefully that you will open up your heart and mind and take confidence in the fact that I have done my due diligence and I believe today that I have a word from God for you. I, 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 I believe this. God purposefully designed this word to impact your life for His glory. I believe that with all of my heart. Only God knows your past, your present, and your future. You know, I don't. And you, you may know your past and you may be struggling or, or enjoying your present, but there is yet a future that only God knows. And He has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save you. He has chosen. The Bible says that God chose the foolishness of what I'm doing right now, the complete foolishness of me preaching to save you from a future that would not be as wonderful as it can be had not you heard this word and taken it to heart. Isn't that interesting? That is amazing to me. And God knows what you're going through, but He also knows what you are going to. The mark of the ministry that God has given 
uh, in these days, and the mark the ministry God has given to me, is to preempt problems by preparing you beforehand for something that, that, that may come to pass in your future, probably will, or in someone's future, so that you can be ready, you can already have an answer for a problem or a question that might come up. God is a preemptive God. The Bible says He tells us of things before they come to pass. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can approach every situation that we face with clarity, with truth, with already an answer under our belt. And, uh, and I have a gift of telling the truth. I, it, it, it sometimes gets me in trouble, but you know if you've been around me very long, I'm going to look at you, blink my eyes a couple of times, you know, take a deep breath, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you in a loving and a kind way, and, you know, most of the time nobody minds it, but it is one of my callings and gifts is just to tell the truth. And you know I'm a passionate preacher. I want to teach this morning, but in a moment I'm going to get red-faced, and I'm going to get excited about something, and I'm going to, you know, get, you know, volume's going to go up. And I even, when I hear myself doing that I think what is going on here but I am so passionate and so connected to what God wants to say that that it literally just 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 it invokes this firm conviction that God is speaking through me and for some reason it seems like he gets louder whenever I I, I, I really get connected I know it's uh, that's probably not the the way it really is but that's the way it comes across and those who know me best and have known me the longest you know that I, 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 I do not preach issues. I don't go to the polls or the papers or, the, or you know, to the politicians to find out what to preach about. You know? uh, I don't do Reader's Digest to get my sermons, and I, don't, you know, uh, I, I, I go straight to the source. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't preach issues, I don't preach ideas, and I don't preach opinions. Now, when I do preach, like when you preach, and same thing in your heart, whenever you're, you're, you're passionate about something, uh, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, you know, um, does, uh, does cover issues, ideas, and opinions. I mean, issues, ideas, and opinions are going to be challenged with every word of God, because they're subject to the word of God. But we don't take issues and, you know, uh, society, and we don't take, you know, what's going on around us in our communities and preach about those things. We don't preach about people and problems and we don't preach issues, ideas, and opinions. But, uh, but they do come under the scrutiny of God's Word. And, and if God wishes to address issues, ideas, and opinions from the pulpit, that's His business. And we make no apology for how God feels about anything. Okay? The Word is true. And uh, God's Word does not have to line up with, with us. We need to line up with God's Word. And my part today, uh, you know, will, will, will be to, again, uh, you know, uh, encourage you to realize that, that, that every point we make uh, will be clearly backed up by the Word of God. Truth transcends time and public opinion. And the truth is evident to those who have open hearts and open minds to God's Word. And so please today try to find the truth of God's Word. Don't, don't, uh, you know, don't take something that this preacher uh, uh, says uh, the wrong way. Do your best to understand how God means it, how God intends it. Because my part today is going to be to share the message that God's given me, and your part will be to listen and learn what the Holy Spirit wants you to learn.
So you are an individual today. You're not a group. You're an individual between you and God. The Holy Spirit will anoint you. He will guide you into truth. You, you, you receive the truth that God has for you today. And while we turn our attention to 1 Peter chapter 5, I'll be reading from the New King James Version for the next uh, a, a couple of minutes. And so let's look at uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. A word from God to you. Be sober. Well, there's a good one. We could just go home right there for about a third of you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Come on now. <laughs> yes, some of you aren't in church today because you couldn't make it. You stayed at the bar too late last night. Yeah. That would just be enough. Be sober. And by the way, you know what that Greek word means? It means to be sober. I know we metaphorically put on it a lot of other things, which, which is proper and which is reasonable and which is right, okay? It can be mean, you know, sober-minded and all, all these things, but it is taken from a word that means that don't get too much alcohol, you know? Isn't that interesting? I think that's interesting. Anyway, don't be controlled by alcohol. That's funny. Okay, we'll move along. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be on guard. Be watchful. Be circumspect. Because... Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> Resist him. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings, the same afflictions, the King James Version says, the same sufferings, the same problems and pressures of life are experienced by your brotherhood, by your friends, family in the world. No, the world is just tough. Now, this morning, uh, I, I, I want to pose this question to you. Okay? Um, what if you knew Jesus would come for you tonight? What if you knew that Jesus was coming for you tonight? What if you knew that today was the last day that you would have to influence a family member or a friend? What if you knew that you would never get another chance to invest for a heavenly reward, for an eternal reward? Now, right now, uh, you might be asking, uh, uh, Preacher, are you trying to scare me or, you know, or manipulate me? Well, uh, no, that's not my aim. What I'm hoping to do this morning is to inspire you. I want to encourage you. Encourage me to do what? Encourage you, number one, to be sober. Because this is what the Lord has given me to share with you. I'm just not talking about alcohol and drugs, by the way. I'm talking about living with a sober mind. I'm talking about realizing that there's something headed our way to literally sober up to what is happening in the world and to what God is going to do with this world. Sober up. Sober up to the reality that life is not that long. James says that life is like a vapor. It's here for a moment and then it vanishes away. Sober up to the fact that everyone is on the same journey. We all go to the same portal. We call it death. For the born-again Christian, God calls it life. Sober. I want to encourage this morning to be sober. Number two, to be vigilant. To be watchful, to be on guard, to keep your eyes open, to realize, to, to, to realize what's going on around you. Don't put your head in the sand. Don't, don't, don't get to a place where you uh, try to exempt yourself 
from what is going on around you. Be vigilant. Be on guard. Be, 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 uh, you know, uh, be watchful, as it were. Why? Because I want to encourage you to realize that you need to be acutely aware that the devil is looking for somebody to destroy. We need to be aware, acutely aware, be vigilant. We need to sober up and be vigilant. Why? Because the reason we need to sober up and the reason we need to be vigilant is we need to understand the devil is looking for somebody today that he can destroy. He's looking for a family to destroy. He's looking for a business to destroy. He is looking for a church to destroy. He is looking for a community and a nation to destroy. He's looking for a generation to destroy. He is looking around like a roaring lion walking around to and fro in the earth looking for somebody with an open door in their life, some way to drive a wedge in a family. And the fact of the matter is that the devil cannot do anything unless he can find one person to work with him. Be sober. Be vigilant. Don't be deceived. Don't, don't, do not be deceived. Those things that happen at work or in families where you see little divisions and you, 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 uh, you know, weigh in on those and you become a part of one of those little divisions in your family or a part of those little divisions. When you let the devil's thoughts begin to, 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 to turn around in your mind and sow seeds in your mind, if you're not watchful, you will begin to make comments that are divisive instead of comments that are healing. You'll begin to start feeling feelings and wanting things and thinking things that the devil wants you to think and the devil wants you to believe and the devil wants you to be involved in. Listen, we must be sober we must be vigilant because there's an adversary out here we need to be acutely aware the devil is looking for somebody to destroy he needs some help we don't want to be that person that's helping him that's why the word of god tells us in the very next verse, in verse 9, and I want to encourage you, resist him. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Now, there, well, we could just go home on this be sober and resist the devil. You know, stop agreeing with the devil. Stop letting the devil have your mind. Stop letting the devil, you know, have your, have your uh, uh, thoughts and your words. Stop agreeing with it. Resist him. Stand against him. Stand against him. Now, he's not going to come at you with a sword. He's not going to come at you with a spear. He's not going to come at you with... He's going to come at you in your mind, in your head. He's going to come at you, you know, uh, making you feel bad, making you angry, making you upset, making you feel unfairly treated, that, that, that injustice is, 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 is permeating the whole world. Listen, he's going to come trying to get you to choose sides and champion a cause that you won't find in the Word of God. Resist him. Gird up the loins of your mind. Take captive your thoughts. Bring into captivity every imagination that runs contrary to the will of God. Resist Him. The next thing I want to encourage you to do is be steadfast in the faith. 
That means be rooted and grounded in this Word of God. Not just in faith, not just in believing God, but in the faith. In the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the faith of the Word of God. In the faith of what God has chosen through the body of Christ to be His family, to be His army, to be His, uh, his, 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 his force in the earth. Be steadfast in the faith. Be a believer. Be a Christian. Live like one. Act like one. Talk like one. Walk like one. Do business like one. Go to work like one. Go to school like one. Live in your community like one. Be a Christian. Be like Christ. Be steadfast. Don't be in one day and out one day. Don't be up one day and down one day. Don't be happy one day and sad one day. Don't be godly one day and ungodly the next day. Be steadfast in the faith decide I'm getting into this boat I'm going to be a believer I'm going to act like a believer I'm going to talk like a believer I'm going to walk like a believer I'm going to think like a believer I am going to be a representation of Jesus Christ be steadfast in the faith why again because your adversary the devil is looking around for somebody to destroy realize number six Realize that you're not the only person going through problems. Boy, there's a good awakening. Because if we're not watchful, we can feel like we're the only ones. You know? We can feel like now, uh, every problem to every person, if it's your problem, it's a big problem. I'm not saying your problem's small. I'm not saying your problem is petty. I'm not saying your problem is, is, is not worth your attention or not worth you know, getting prayer and getting counsel and, and needing. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about the realization here that God, by the Holy Spirit through Peter, wants us to realize that the same problems that we are going through, the same magnitude, the same uh, multitude of problems that you face in life are being experienced by so many others in the world. So many of your family and friends, acquaintances, neighbors, so many communities are going through the very same things, similar things. You want to realize here that you are not the only person going through problems because if you start feeling like you're the only one, you can start feeling like God is not being fair to to you he's being unkind he's unjust why do i have these problems listen you just don't know the problems other people have you know yours and yours are important and your needs are very important i don't want to minimize problems but i do want you to know that god's a portion of god's remedy for us is to not let the devil fool us or deceive us into thinking that somehow we're the only ones you're not you're not everyone you walk around is walking with a limp everyone you meet has a heartache, a disappointment, a tragedy, a trauma, a difficulty. They're going through a temptation, a test, a trial. They're going through. This helps us for some reason. God knows this helps to balance out what's happening in our life so that we can also reach out and be kind to others, even in our moment of need. And then the, the number seven, Number one, be sober, be vigilant. Number two, be acutely aware the devil you know, is, is looking for someone to destroy. Uh, uh, resist the devil. You know, be steadfast in faith. Realize you're not the only person going through problems. Number seven, be ready for the coming of the Lord. The New Testament instructs us to live by faith while we encourage other people to be ready, that we need to be ready and we need to encourage everybody else to be ready. That's the way we're supposed to live. God likens us to soldiers who are on call, always on call, following the orders and listening for the sound of the trumpet. 
Jesus said in Luke 12 and verse 40, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, I'm going to say this as I close. For those of you online, for those of you on campus, I mean for this to sober you up a little bit. This is the truth. God wants us to be sober. But I want you to know that Jesus will come for everyone someday. He's going to come for someone today. Jesus is coming for somebody tonight. Are you ready? Not just ready to go. Are you ready for that other person to go? Have you shared the love of Christ with them? Have you reached out to them? Have you encouraged them to be sober, be vigilant? Are you ready? I thank God that He gives us opportunities to be ready. This should be a sobering word today. Are you ready? What if? What if you knew that it was yours or someone else's last day today? What would you do? That's the way Jesus wants us to live. Because we don't know. He's coming for everybody someday, but he's coming for somebody today. Open your hearts right now. If you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, then today is the day to be born again. Today is the day for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You can simply do that by recognizing that you need a Savior and you don't need to go out to eternity without a Savior. And you can repent of your sins. You can turn your life over to Him and then receive Jesus. It's not enough just to get better. You need to receive Jesus. You need to ask Him into your heart and in your life. As well, today, you need to consider, sober up, be vigilant. The devil's looking for somebody to destroy. Everybody is going through some difficult times. Resist the devil. Don't let him use you. And be ready for the coming of the Lord. Live ready. Be steadfast in the faith. Live ready for the coming of the Lord. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.